welcome to the Alternative to Rehab podcast with your host, Dave Cooper. I'm going to start a new series today and uh, it's going to be a series where we read from my book that uh, is, we're looking to publish it in spring of next year, spring of 2023. It's got a working title, but uh, you would have to accept that uh, the stuff that I'm reading, um, it may not be the finished article. You know, it's being uh, edited at the moment, so it may change in some ways. I don't think it will substantially change. The working title is I'm a Christian, so why am I still dot, dot, dot? Add your own word there. And the subtitle is The Art of Inner Discipling. So the idea is, well, you certainly can't pre-order this book yet. It it won't be ready for for even pre-ordering until probably after Christmas. But uh, I'm going to read some excerpts from it and then speak to those excerpts. Um, Because I think there's a value in saying, you know, when you write a book, you try to be as concise as possible, get to the point and say things in as as simple and coherent a way as you can. But if you were to speak to those ideas, you could probably speak for a lot longer. Uh, And I think that has a value too. So I would say that um, in in all the years that I've been uh, trying to be a Christian and uh, talking to people, and reading books, listening to sermons and so on, I haven't heard this stuff that's in this book. And I was reading um, or listening to some uh, recordings or tapes of uh, old Spurgeon um, sermons the other day, and I was really excited to hear this excerpt where he... um, He said, in 1870, as part of a sermon, I would that in the church of God we had many sisters at Jesus' feet who would at last start up under an inspiration and say, I have thought of something that would bring bring glory to God which the church has not heard of before. And this I will put into practice, that there may be a fresh gem in my Redeemer's crown. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am to hear that. Because, and notice how carefully he is with his words there. He doesn't say there's something new. Uh, we know there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, and I'm not saying that about my writing either. What he says is that it's something which the church has not heard of before. And that's the bit I'm excited about. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure the church hasn't heard of this before either. The stuff that's in this book. And so, inspired by Spurgeon and his sermon... In it from 1870, I've written this preface. So I'll read that first, and then I will um, speak to it uh, and, and give you any further thoughts that I have. So here's the preface as it stands at the moment in uh, November of 2022. Have you ever sat through a sermon where you've been told that you should be doing something but not been told how to do it? Or that something should be happening in your life as a Christian when actually it isn't? Well, then this book is for you. How many times have you heard that you should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind? But how many times have you been given clear instructions on how to do it? How many times have you been told to take every thought captive, 
But how? That you are an overcomer and that you can now have peace beyond all understanding. How many times have you returned home from church inspired by the word and said, that's it, I'm never doing X again. Or I'm going to be much more X from now on. Only to fail that same week and return to church the following week feeling even more like a failure, even more isolated, wondering if you are a real Christian. Preaching is making clear what the Bible tells you to do. Teaching is telling you how to do it. Now, I'm a teacher and my main aim is for you to be able to do what you should do by telling you exactly how to do it, step by step, point by point, until you understand the promises of the Bible because you experience them. I will not do this by giving you my ideas. I will do this by showing you God's word. Christians struggling with addiction or dependence issues are not the only ones who will find this book helpful. Anyone struggling with relationship issues, anger, depression or anxiety will also benefit from this approach. These issues can be doubly difficult for Christians to deal with since talking about these things in an environment where you're often surrounded by stories of amazing transformation and success can be hard. Society has removed a lot of the taboos around some of these things these days, but in the modern church it can still be problematic in an atmosphere of unbounded positivity, or at least the belief that everything should be good now following your conversion. Be prepared to be challenged as you read about this approach, especially the way the world has trained you to think about yourself. You will learn how science is now catching up with the Bible and how improving your relationship with yourself and others can be an effective alternative to medical talk of mental illness and spiritual disease. Go for the long game in your personal development, not the quick fix, as you follow Jesus' example and teaching. No matter what your past struggles have been, you can find peace that passes all understanding as you move from a conflicted self and develop a harmonised self using the resources God has already given you. Now, before we move on to the introduction, I probably should say a few things there. The first thing is that I want the preface to be challenging. I want it to be in some ways shocking and surprising that we're going to talk about something new here and that we're going to in some ways critique uh, a lot of church practice. Uh, and get to the point about why it's so hard sometimes, particularly in church, that uh, we are often uh, tempted and in some ways encouraged to put our best foot forward and to uh, pretend or uh, appear as if everything's going great when actually often it isn't. And I think church can be one of the hardest places to uh, to come in an authentic way and to say, I am going to uh, be real here this morning. We also touch on the idea of the difference between preaching and teaching uh, and the idea that clarification is a kind of a teaching issue and that that's what you're going to receive. We promise it you, we, uh, we make a bold uh, statement here that you're going to get this. Uh, 
you're going to understand it, you're going to be able to practice it, and you're going to benefit from it. And we then uh, touch on the idea that one of the biggest challenges that you're going to face in this book is revisiting and exploring how the world has taught you to think about yourself. This is probably the biggest difference. And this puts us in touch, as I say in the preface there, uh, about medical talk, or what we call later the medical model, uh, which basically gives us ideas about disease and mental illness and, and what's wrong with us. And we go into this much, much more in the book, but we touch on it here that this is where we're headed, that basically man's wisdom through the medical model has basically not only taught us to think about ourselves in a way that is not biblical and not what the Bible says about us, but that actually it's got into the church. And so we're often taught from this perspective, even in the church. And I think this is, of course, extremely problematic. Now, as you think about your issues and your problems and the things you face and so on, you're much likely to be focused on the problem itself or how to fix it. Uh, and the assumption that you make will start at the point beyond how you think about yourself. In other words, you, you will assume that you understand yourself and what's wrong and how to think about these things. And that's the very first thing we're going to challenge is that we need a biblical perspective on who and what you are, not a human perspective, not man's wisdom. As I say, the book will go into this in much more detail, but for now, I just want you to uh, see that we're, we're, we're aiming for that, we're touching on that even in the preface as we explain uh, the way that you will move from a conflicted self and develop a harmonised self. Now, this is basically the difference between the medical view or man's view of the, of the human condition and the biblical view. The biblical view, I believe, is asking us for a harmonised self and saying that, that that is where we should start. Whereas the, you know, man's wisdom is, is producing and constructing a conflicted self where we're in basically, um, where we're basically fighting ourselves. Now, uh, we go into this in much more detail, but I'm sure you're already surprised to hear this stuff um, and realize that uh, your starting point is the thing that can be the most problematic. Let me go on now to read the introduction as it stands uh, today. My name is Dave. I am a Christian and a recovered person. I was an addict for 15 years and I've been recovered for nearly 40. This means that I know what it's like to be on both sides of the addiction recovery fence. Or more accurately, I know what it's like for me to be on both sides of that fence. Working for many years in rehabs, residential treatment and drop-in centres, I've worked extensively in both the church and secular groups and environments, training drug workers and therapists, writing treatment programmes and running private rehabs. The years I've spent working in the field have taught me a lot about what works and what does not work when attempting 
uh, personal growth and recovery. These experiences have affected me in several different ways. They've inspired and encouraged me to share my experience and to help people who are suffering. They have driven me to look more into what happened to me and how to understand myself better. And they have reminded me that I still don't know everything. But the most important thing I have seen and the most important ambition of this book is to help you to see just how far as a culture we've been shifted away from God's view of mankind. There is one technique of the evil one that is particularly difficult to see, which is when man's wisdom is used to steal and destroy our inheritance. More on this later. When I look back on my early life, one of the main things that strikes me is that there is no information that tells us that we're different from others or what we can expect because of that difference. Whether we are perfectly normal or completely abnormal, we only know through our experience. Even when I was healed through an amazing encounter with God, there was no information about what had happened to me. I had to make sense of it by thinking and talking, learning and comparing. I think this is what drives my work with people on their Christian journey. I want them to know why they are the way they are and go through what they go through so they can make sense of their experience and see a clear path forward. I also want them to benefit from the tools I've developed to help them do that. Tools I did not have years ago when I was in the same position. There are no quick fixes in this book. We will be going for the long game. My commitment is to use whatever happens in a day to help me grow in maturity, in love and in Christ-likeness. I want to inspire you to do the same. In fact, it's the only thing I ask my clients to commit to. Good things happen when we commit to learning from everything, not just the things we like or enjoy. Once we understand that we learn the most from the difficult things, we become unstoppable and our growth becomes inevitable. In this way, this approach takes us on a journey of acceptance and growth, rather than offering a cure. Recovering from my addicted lifestyle helped me to work with people as they sought their own recovery. I've been called to work with churches, especially in how to support new Christians who were struggling even after they had seen the light. You will learn about the medical model and how it can get in the way of your growth and development, how it has dominated the way we think about ourselves in Western culture. The church's teaching and approach has not escaped this influence and unhelpful church messages may be another thing you have to overcome. There is nothing new under the sun and so the method we will use will come from Jesus' own teaching and example around the disciples. What may be new to you is the way I will ask you to think about yourself and how to see what man's wisdom has told you about who and how you are. When it comes to spiritual growth, the way we have been taught to think about ourselves as a human being is often largely unhelpful. After I have explained this in detail, I will then offer you a more biblical view of the human condition along with an explanation of how this view will help you to overcome and outgrow your difficulties. As well as the deeper revelations the Bible offers us, the book will also include clear instructions about what to do, including practical methods you will need on your spiritual journey. This method will look different to different people, 
because God has made every one of us in some ways unique. So learning how to apply these ideas to yourself is also a big part of the learning. There is simply no substitute for growth and I want you to take responsibility for your own development. You should apply these ideas in a way that makes sense to you. Remember, this is not a psychological approach and it's certainly not based on the medical model. You will be growing as a person by improving your relationships with everything and everybody, starting with yourself. So before we go on, um, I should say something about this stuff, uh, particularly the idea that although I have recovered from my addictive nature um, and problems, uh, that's not particularly who the book's aimed at. Certainly it will help you if you have an addictive nature or if you've become dependent on things. And the fact is that most of us have dependencies, I think, if we look carefully and courageously at ourselves. But as a solution, as a way forward, we will be simply looking at personal growth and spiritual development. And so, in a sense, I would say that it doesn't matter what the issue is because the answer is always the same. The answer is Jesus and his teachings. And so, as we dig into that, whatever your issues, you will make progress. So I think that is probably quite a good point. It's always kind of been a difficult one for me um, as I've tried to teach in the church that, uh, you know, if you start putting words like recovery and addiction on something, the rest of the church, most of the church thinks, oh, well, that's not for me. But the ideas are so helpful uh, for everyone who has any kind of issue in their life. And so, um, I think I'm trying to get that idea across here in the introduction. Also the idea that there are no quick fixes. Um, I think we should see, just like our nature as, a, as we're being saved, you know, that it's a journey. Being saved is a journey. And I think personal growth and development is a journey. And the idea of learning from the most difficult experiences, this takes courage. But if we, if we do it, you know, I mean, I remember talking, I've worked with many well-known sportsmen in my practice. And the, often when I work with a sportsman, you know, this question becomes obvious. I'll say, which games do you learn the most from? And they inevitably say, and usually very quickly, the ones we lose from. The ones that we lose. And, and I say, well, why is that? And they say, well, when you lose, it exposes your weakness. It makes you more determined to get better. And, uh, you know, when you win, you learn almost nothing often. Um, and I say, absolutely right. Now, it's the same in your life. If you uh, are constantly going with the flesh to comfort and ease and uh, smooth, you know, travel, then you're not really learning. You're not really taking the opportunities that difficult experiences provide. But it takes courage and you need to be inspired and supported in this. The other point we're making, there's, there's nothing new under the sun and we're, we're careful here to, to say that this is, this is not new in, in itself. In fact, I would say that the method we're gonna use in this book is hidden in plain sight. 
I think but the fact we're going to use Jesus and the way that he discipled people, well, it's all over the Gospels, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the four Gospels, the biggest experience, the biggest thing that's written about in those Gospels is Jesus discipling people. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to use neuroscience and this biblical experience and Jesus' teaching to show us how to make progress as a human being, as a person. And that, although is not new, it will certainly be new to most people. Because in my uh, many years of studying this stuff, I've certainly never heard anything like this. So, the idea of taking responsibility for yourself and applying these ideas in a way that makes sense to you, um, I would say that that's a big part of a rather gentle approach that we take. This is an idea that I understand everybody will use differently. Ultimately, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with God is something that goes on between your ears and no one else can see it. So you, it has to be you that does it and it has to be you that takes responsibility once you get the tools and understand the way forwards. So I, I hope that idea makes sense the way I've put it down. And the way I say that it's not a psychological approach and certainly not based on the medical model. Essentially, we're going to change and improve our relationships with everything and everybody. And I think that is so biblical. I think God is talking about that all the time. He wants a relationship with us. He wants that, uh, as far as it's down to us, that we should get on with everybody. And he wants us to have a certain attitude towards life and uh, people and relationships. And I think that is where all our improvement comes. It's where all our challenge comes. And it's, it helps us to grow as a person. And so that's really the introduction. I think I'll pause there and then we'll go on to one of the first ideas that we touch in the book, which is that healing and recovery are two separate things.